Anthony Mantha and Evgeny Kuznetsov, a story of two former first-round picks whose careers appear to be going in opposite directions. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for more details so in this edition of locked on capitals we talk about how the capitals get back to work on tuesday yes we are wrapping up the all-star break and it's going to be a lot of rubber meeting the road for the capitals between tuesday and the trade deadline on march 8th will the capitals be buyers or sellers a lot will be determined in this upcoming stretch here. And a lot of questions about personnel who's coming and going, most notably Evgeny Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha, two former first-round picks whose careers seem to be going in opposite directions. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about Tom Wilson playing in the All-Star game in his hometown and how that went uh, for him. But just to get it going here, we will talk about Evgeny Kuznetsov, the elephant in the room. What? to do with Evgeny Kuznetsov. It seems like for the longest time, I would say mm, the last two years anyway, the Capitals and Brian McClellan and all the beat writers and NHL insiders have said the Capitals will do anything to get Kuzi out of town. How do we facilitate a deal like this? Well, it's complicated because he has a no-move clause put in his contract. The Capitals are also paying him a boatload of money And that coupled with the fact that he is not playing the best hockey that he's ever played, that I don't think that there are a lot of teams out there that are lining up for Kuzi's services. So how do they move Evgeny Kuznetsov out of Washington? And we kind of finally put that whole thing in the rearview mirror. Ultimately, I think it's going to be a scenario similar to when Hathaway and Orloff went out to Boston. In return, we know that the Capitals got some draft picks and Craig Smith. And I don't think the Capitals really wanted Craig Smith. I just think that Boston wanted rid of Craig Smith. And I know they were actively shopping him that they said, you'll get these draft picks, but you got to take that Craig Smith's contract with you. I think that that will be the same uh, scenario for Evgeny Kuznetsov. But uh, it's going to be an interesting situation how that thing all gets uh, worked out. I ultimately think there will be some sort of salary retention 
uh, for the Capitals. And at the end of the day, I'm okay. If that's what has to be done, then that is what will be done. But talking about Kuzi here, it's been a bumpy ride for Kuznetsov on the Capitals. Make no mistake about it. But per the Athletics' Pierre LeBron, Kuznetsov is not likely to be moved at this year's deadline or before the summer because of having this year and one more left on his deal. But he could be on the move at the draft or in the offseason, given the fact he'll be in the last year of his contract. It does appear that the Capitals were pretty close to moving Kuzi last summer to the Nashville Predators because, as we know, Barry Trotz is now the GM of the Nashville Predators, and he has always kind of been the Kuzi whisperer. And I understand that he's the GM, so he won't work with him in the same way that he did for the Capitals, being that Barry Trotz was the head coach of the Capitals. But there was something about the dynamic between Trotz and Kuznetsov that worked. Uh, would it work in Nashville? I guess we'll never know. What was rumored is that the Capitals would have gotten Duchesne in return, but for one reason or another, that deal fell apart. It was so, so close. Uh, Kuznetsov is signed through the 24-25 season with an average annual value of $7.8 million and a 10-team no-trade list. That gets really complicated, and that's what happens when you have a good agent. That is what happens when you sign a contract and your value's extremely high that you have a lot of leverage. And Evgeny Kuznetsov has a lot of leverage. With a salary cap expected to jump by over $4 million this summer, there could be more of a trade market for him, I guess. The Capitals were reportedly going to move him to Nashville, like I talked about, but that fell apart. I still don't ultimately know what fell apart there, but uh, it is unfortunate. Kuznetsov's production has been in decline since reaching 78 points in 21-22. He managed 55 points in 22-23 at his current rate of production, 11 points in 30 games. He's on pace for around 30 points this season. That won't help his value in the summer's trade market unless the Capitals are willing to retain salary in the deal. Never ideal, you know, and... um. But if that's what has to happen, that's what what has to happen. I don't want to go into next season with Afghani Kuznetsov. Again, this season, glimpses, flashes of greatness, no sustainability. Kuznetsov requested a trade last season and has not been able to replicate his play during the 2018 Stanley Cup run since. Uh, we all know how great he played back then, with an exception of an impressive 21-22 campaign where he had 24 goals. He was a healthy scratch on December 4th against the Arizona Coyotes. And, and we saw a, a, you know, a re-engaged Evgeny Kuznetsov after that, much like I talked about. And if you're an everyday or the show, you know I talked about. It was, a, it was a flame that flickered out in a hurry. I mean, he was very intense. He was getting a lot of production. And then it fell apart. Now, in the last game that the Capitals played, he was actually pretty engaged. But again, here, playing solid here, playing solid there, no sustained uh, pressure, no sustained goal scoring, no sustained assists. Uh, I think that the Capitals had grand plans uh, at one time of having him be the top line center of the team. He has done that before, but his play hasn't necessarily dictated that he is going to be staying on that top line. But if we want to take a look back at him historically, they're talking about the 21-22 season in particular. You take a look uh, in 41 games played, or excuse me, in 79 games played, 24 goals 54 assists. 
not too bad. So let's just kind of rewind time a little bit. Talking about this season, uh, in 43 games played, six goals, 11 assists. Last season, 81 games, 12 goals, 43 assists. And then kind of that higher watermark here recently in 21, 22, and 79 games, 24 goals, 54 assists. Uh, But then, you know, as you go before that, it's been up and it's been down. In 15, 16, he had 20 goals. In 17, 18, he had 27 goals. 18, 19, 21. Um, So he has been up and down, uh, but not ultimately as advertised. I'm not here to... Uh, diminish what he did, of course, in the in the Capitals Cup run and all that you know that he did there. And he's had some great seasons between the year he first made it to the Capitals and where we are currently. But it hasn't been what we had hoped for uh, before. If Kenny Kuznetsov joined this team, there was all this you know rumblings, and people were so hyped that this really great Russian player over playing in the KHL will be joining the Capitals at some point. And when he comes here, wow, it's going to be a great moment. And we've seen a little bit of that, but we haven't seen nearly what I think the Capitals were looking for. What I was looking for, what you fans were looking for, is that top-tier center, a first-line center, or a great-line second-line center. He just not ha- has not lived up to that. Uh, at times he has, but, I mean, it's a league of what have you done for me lately, and Kuzi has been inconsistent. My hope is that they find a way to move him um, in the off season, if that's what it is, or sooner. I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath that it's going to happen at the trade deadline. But again, if there is a scenario that he is dealt, it's a team that sees something in his game that the Capitals don't see. And if the Capitals are willing to retain some of his salary, if they're willing to bundle maybe a top player with him, uh, potentially a player down in Hershey, uh, something of that nature, a sweetener to help grease the wheels to get Evgeny Kuznetsov out of the district. That is the long-term hope for Evgeny Kuznetsov. Thank you for your contributions. You've done some great things on this team at times and at other times have been not so great. We want to see what is behind door number two. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about another player, another first-round pick for Anthony Mantha. Last season, the Capitals wanted to do anything to get him out of town, but he's been playing much better this year. What do the Capitals do with Anthony Mantha? I'll discuss coming up. It's the halfway point of the season. Let's face it, Capitals fans, it's been an up and down season. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey with Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And guys, let me tell you something. Before I found Sleeper, I wasn't the kind of guy that was really into fantasy sports. But now let me tell you, I love it to win a 100 times bet on Sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Capitals fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Anthony Mantha is a bit of an interesting player on this team. Last season, if you're an everyday of the show, you know I talked about that. What, what can we do to get Anthony Mantha out of here? He is not as advertised. We know that last season he hired a mental coach and that he was overthinking things too much. And then in the off season, he dropped 10 pounds and he said that his work ethic wasn't where it needed to be last year. Anyway, he sorted all of that out and played much better. He's played much better thus far this season than he has in quite some time. So now, what did the Capitals do with Anthony Mantha? We wanted him out of here so bad, but ultimately couldn't move him out of here because his stats were so bad that no one else wanted him. It's a unique position for the Capitals right now as he is playing very well, that his value has increased, but he's also one of the biggest contributors on the offense how do you move Anthony Mantha out? Well, potentially it would have to happen in the offseason, or if the perception is, is that the Capitals are out of it by March 8th, maybe you would pursue options about moving him out of D.C. The Capitals, you know, if you think about it, have been looking for a top six forward. You know, we heard Brian McClellan talk about that for longer than just the last year or year and a half. That was the plan for Anthony Mantha when they made a trade that brought him to this team. The Caps traded for him on April 12th, 2021. Mantha was traded to the Caps in exchange for Jacob Vrana, Richard Ponick, a first-round pick in 2021, and a second-round pick in 2022. On April 8th, 2021, Mantha became the first capital in history to score a goal in each of his first four games with the club. I remember that move happening, and I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, Jacob Vrana, Looking back on him, he was the fastest skater on the team at that time, but was he didn't have consistent goal scoring either. And Richard Ponick was kind of that move like, I never really understood why the Capitals wanted Richard Ponick in the first place. And then a first-round pick and a second-round pick. The Capitals gave up a lot. They moved mountains to get Anthony Mantha to be here to ostensibly be that top six forward that they were looking for. And what did he do? Mantha underperformed in his first two and a half years in Washington. He totaled only 58 points, 24 goals, 34 assists in 118 games before this season. His average time on ice has been declining since the trade, and he's been scratched a handful of times. Uh, that was last year. In 2021-2022, he scored a low 23 points, his career low in a season with more than 10 games played. He was reportedly available for trade during the most recent offseason. We know that. They couldn't move him. He played on the fourth line in the season opener and was scratched for the next game. So it's been tough for Anthony Mantha, and he has persevered. And it's the feel-good story that everyone likes to hear, that, you know, this guy that was down and out find, found a way to turn his career around. Uh, Anthony Mantha now is having his best season since before he was traded to the Capitals in April 2021. He has scored 15 goals in 43 games. He's on pace for a new personal best 
of 27 goals in a season. He's catching a lot of fans and insiders by surprise considering his abysmal play last season. That was, that last year was rough. He's a changed man this season. However, his play has been good, but the Caps only have an 18.3 chance of reaching the playoffs, according to the most recent predictions at HockeyViz. So he has been one of the diamonds in the rough for this team, kind of unsuspected. I did not see this coming. If someone said they saw this coming from Anthony Mantha, I want to see your receipts because I don't believe it. Um you know, some people said that, you know, his systems didn't necessarily work with Peter Laviolette systems, and that's why. And then Spencer Carberry was able to get more out of him. And part of that might be true, but I also think that, you know, him playing well also built his confidence. That was one of the things that uh, affected Anthony Mantha last season was his confidence. And it, he was projecting failure. Uh, he was gripping the stick too tight, he said, and he started to see failures before it happened. Well, guess what happened? He turned the page and he started projecting success. I can score goals. I can get involved. And he's had a breakout season. We're past the halfway point of the season. And Mantha is second on the team in goals. Yes, ahead of even the all-star, Tom Wilson. He's even six goals ahead of the great eight. Alex Ovechkin, this is something that you could write a movie about. Things have come full circle for Mantha. They, they really have. His current statistics are similar to what he had when the Capitals acquired him in April of 21. He had 11 goals and 10 assists for 21 points in 42 games. Right now, he has 15 goals and 8 assists for 23 points in 43 games. So what to make of Anthony Mantha? I still think that ultimately, I'm glad that you found your game, that you were able to turn it around. However, we don't know what Anthony Mantha we will see next season. We've seen bad Anthony. We've seen good. Uh, I think that it's being overly optimistic to think that he's going to be good Anthony next season. Maybe. I mean, we don't know. I think that I'm happy that he was able to turn his game around and increase his trade value and also solidify uh, you know, his future in the NHL. Listen, last summer, there were a lot of questions if he even had a home in the NHL period, not just with the Capitals, but it, his a future in the National Hockey League. Uh, I'm glad that he hired that mental coach. I'm glad that he dropped 10 pounds. I'm glad that he worked on his work ethic. That's his words, not mine, that he his work ethic wasn't where it needed to be and that he's playing better than he's ever played. I mean, they don't write stories as good as that in movies nowadays. That was just a really great thing. And again, I am happy uh, for Anthony Mantha that he's able to turn it around. But if you're asking me right now, if the Capitals are sellers on March 8th, then I see what kind of return can you get? Again, I'm always a part of getting, you know, a better return than just a meh return. You know, you see that too often where you're like, you traded this guy for that guy and one team, you know, came out way ahead and the other team, not so much. I don't want that to be the Capitals. I want them to move Anthony Mantha and potentially bundle him with someone else and get a really solid return. Uh, this team is not in a good position right now. They're not out of it, but they're not exactly in it either. They need players not only this season, but in upcoming years that can uh, make this team competitive in the Metro so they can have hopes of making it to the playoffs once again. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about Tom Wilson's homecoming for the All-Star Game, how he performed, and what we can expect from the Capitals after the break. I'll discuss coming up.
Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Now listen, guys, my football team is no longer going to be playing in the playoffs or the Super Bowl, but I still have vested interest in this with FanDuel. Just open up the FanDuel app, put a little bit of money on the game. All of a sudden, the game is that much more engaging. FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for... Which player will score a touchdown? How many points will be scored? And so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So it was a homecoming for Tom Wilson playing in the All-Star Game, his second All-Star Game. And all things considered, I don't get too excited about the All-Star Game, I guess, all things considered. I watch it, but I don't get too excited because there's nothing you can really take from it. Um, It is more of an acknowledgement from the National Hockey League. It's more of an acknowledgement from your fellow players that, hey, We like you. We like your game. Why don't we all play together? Us really great players. The stats, they don't really mean anything. There's the potential of getting injury. That's why I'm not really that into the uh, all-star game. I like the skills competition. The actual game itself is a bunch of really elite players playing at only a fraction of their potential. Not a whole light, uh, lot to get excited about for me anyway, but uh, Tom Wilson uh, played in it, and it was a good uh, tip of the hat, a nod to a guy uh, that's uh, had kind of a questionable uh, reputation around the National Hockey League, and Nathan McKinnon was looking to add some grit to his team. So he selected Tom Wilson, and Tom Wilson's grit was on display and he blocked a shot and won at two face-offs. Didn't find the back of the net, but he got his contributions. As much as a physical fireworks from Tom Wilson, there wasn't a whole lot of fireworks from Tom Wilson in the physicality department, nor should there have been in a game with little significance. He gave Pasternak a shove, and that's about it. That's all we want. We don't want someone like Tom Wilson or Pasternak or Nathan McKinnon, any of these guys to get injured in a game that has little to no implications. Uh, And Tom Wilson said here, trying to do whatever it took to help out my team. Someone's got to play defense. Someone's got to be the tough guy and everyone around the league. Like I've always said, if you listen to the show, you know that oftentimes people say, I hate Tom Wilson, but in a moment of truth, most anyone would take Tom Wilson on their team as what's evident by Nathan McKinnon. Even though McKinnon's team is stacked, they fell to team McDavid, Team McKinnon fell to uh, Team McDavid, and it was a tough game. You know, if you're into wins and losses in there, I was ultimately hoping, of course, that Tom Wilson's team would have won. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. I think we're pretty upset. I'm going to paraphrase what he said there. I think we're pretty upset. Obviously, it's the all-star game, but I mean, not ideal from our end. I think guys still wanted to win, so I guess it's good for the fans. Exciting at the end, but they just found a way 
to get it done. So they did pick up a win. Again, Tom Wilson, I wouldn't be too upset about it. If you want to be concerned about something, be concerned about how the team that is cutting your check is going to play on Tuesday as the Capitals get back in action against the Montreal Canadiens. It was still a big game for Wilson as he got to play in front of friends and family in his hometown of Toronto. So, the you know, when I said little to no significance, there was some significance there. It was a moment for Tom Wilson kind of, you know, coming full circle, and that's where it all started for him to go back home and play in front of friends and family in his hometown. It was a good story. But as far as statistically speaking, meh, not so much. It's more about an acknowledgement than game stats in the All-Star game. So the Capitals are back in action uh, on Tuesday, and we're hoping for big thing. Caps are back in action Tuesday against the Habs and finish up the week uh, with a game Thursday against the Panthers and a big one Saturday against the Bruins. That will be a measuring stick for this team. I talk about that all the time when they play the Rangers, when they play the Bruins, if they play the Canucks, when they play fill-in-the-blank best team in the league to see how they perform. Because if you want to be the best, if you want to make it to the playoffs, or dare I say you want to win a Stanley Cup, then you have to beat the absolute best. Uh, So the Capitals taking on the Bruins will be a good measuring stick for this team. Also taking a look down uh, with the AHL is that Ethan Frank won the fastest skater competition once again. We need his wheels up on this big team. I talk about that. I bang the drum for Pierre Dubay. I talk about Scarbosa and Ethan Frank and, and a lot of those guys down there, Clay Stevenson, that let's not wait till the season is over to see what these guys have in the tank. Uh, the Capitals get back in action on Tuesday. And I'm going to say if they you know, are playing lackluster hockey, let's try to give some of these guys a look. I don't think that they could necessarily save the season, uh, but you never know. And why not give them a look? Let's see if Pierre Dubé is a legitimate NHL player. Can he, you know, uh, we know how great he plays in the AHL. Can that translate to the NHL? Same thing goes for Ethan Frank. Th- same thing goes for Scarbosa and Clay Stevenson. Let's give these guys a long, hard look. And let's be honest, these are all just assets at the end of the day. And if they are not what we perceive to be NHL talent at some point, then we should view them as assets that we could use in a trade to help this team be better in the near future. I don't want this to be a rebuild that's going to take years and years and years. I don't want to be talking on this podcast two years from now about how this Capitals team is going to be getting better at some point. Let's make a strong push to make this team, if it's not better this season, then next season, um, I'm not writing them off as I record this right now. But what I am going to say is that it is going to be an uphill battle for this team. They're going to have to hope that a lot of the other teams uh, in the Metro Division, you know, really start to slow down as it appears a lot of them are ramping up. We've seen New York uh, slip a little bit. We've seen the Hurricanes kind of turn on the gas a little bit. And then, like, if you're an everydayer, you know, there's a lot of teams that are just a couple pieces away from being really successful. You take a look at the Devils, for example. Not real sitting really good in the Metro Division, but I believe that they are a really solid netminder away from being competitive. So, um, it's going to be tough for the Capitals um, that they're really going to have to show what they're worth. And if they don't, you know, stand up and they don't, you know, make a big push here between now and March 8th, then they will be sellers and we'll be talking about what this Capitals team is going to look like 
next season. All right. I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. When you're done here, head on over to Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.